OpenServe, South Africa's largest broadband infrastructure provider, is proudly connecting you with this podcast. OpenServe understands the importance of connectivity for businesses, large and small, and for the people of South Africa, because a connected home or business is where all the right connections happen. Visit our website at openserve.co.za or connect with us on LinkedIn or Facebook to see how we are connecting South Africa and beyond to our high-speed broadband infrastructure. Welcome to the OpenServe podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Lennington. It's been an absolutely amazing few weeks hosting this podcast, and I hope to join you for many more to come. In today's episode, we take a look back at the past five episodes as well as their highlights. To kick things off, we were joined by TechSmart.co.za's managing editor, Ryan Noick. Let's take a listen to some of the highlights from Ryan's show. With all your experience, how does the power of the internet help your business? Sure. Uh, Daryl, I'd say my business is dependent on the power of the internet. It's more than an enabler. It's critical. If I'm not connected, for the most part, I can't speak to clients, I can't work and collaborate with clients, I can't connect and do the research that I need to do, I can't get into virtual reality, um, which is increasingly a field I'm, I'm doing work in. So it's absolutely imperative. Yes, it's a, a networking tool and a connectivity tool and all of that, but I'd say it's The internet is like the bricks and mortar of my business. Now, I know you get a lot of work online. Uh, How do you find and create new business opportunities using your online tools? Okay, so for me, a lot of it is around collaboration. It's around joining and connecting with people who are in the same kind of field of interest that I'm in. So I don't really use job boards and those and sort of uh, freelancing portals as much as I use uh, community type tools where I connect with people who are, you know, in cybersecurity fields or in uh, art or in virtual reality or in other aspects of technology. And that's pretty much where I pick up the majority of my side hustles or my work. It really comes from that connecting with people, building relationships, and to an extent, writing proposals, you know, in terms of here's how I think I can add value to your business or your organization. And as well, being surprised by a lot of the, con- the connections that I have formed and how they approach me for, for, help, for help or assistance. So do you think the internet has helped you not only create your website, but also add that all-important cash flow to your pocket? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, look, I think the thing is, as information workers, the internet, again, it's the bricks and mortar of, of my business, you know, whether it's, a, whether it's maintaining a website, maintaining a virtual reality gallery, it's just integral, an integral part of it. And also, you know, it's, um, it's a tool. It's also a tool for for keeping on top of how quickly business changes and how quickly trends change and how that affects uh, the work that I do and um, what I need to address to clients. 
Once again, we'd like to thank Ryan for joining us on the OpenServe podcast. Next up is gaming and tech guru Marco Cocomello. In this podcast, we touched on troubleshooting that all-important router and one of my favorite topics, gaming. So what I want to discuss is fibers hit South Africa at a rapid pace, but sometimes that all-important router never works. Could you let us know how this affects you on a personal level? And I think beyond beyond it's personal because it interrupts my work, but at the same time, I live on a big property. We live on like a big Italian villa property, so everybody uses one internet. So we have like my grandma that lives in a cottage, my brother that lives in a cottage. So beyond me trying to work with the internet, it's also all these people chowing the internet at the same time. So when it uh, never works, I think you have to put up with not only not being able to work because you need the internet, but also like the bad moods in the household, like you just kind of see it on that person's face when they walk past and you're like, what's wrong? Oh no, the internet is down again, you know? And you just, you feel so responsible for that because you pay for the internet and they kind of make it seem like you are the tech support. And I'm sure you have it as well. You know, you all, we all have that family member that's, you know, that very techie person. And when something happens with the tech, it's kind of your fault that it's happening and you should fix it because it's your responsibility. Meanwhile, like it's not your job. Um, you know, on my, on my personal level, that's how it affects like my um, reputation in the household, I would say, because I'll get into trouble when the internet's not down, being well, it's not really my fault. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of have the same issue here. As soon as the router goes down, everyone's like, Daryl, what are you doing and how do we fix it? I visit Glitch daily i absolutely love the content that you push and thank you for from my point of view the site loads really well so that's some fantastic advice from you marco thank you for that it has its days it has its days where i'm like why is it so slow and then i've got to sit and troubleshoot it and it's tough sometimes i mean technology is not always on your side i'm sure you know this yeah, exactly. I've had my router drop on me quite a few times, and it's yeah. it's not the best thing, especially when you're also hosting a website, uh, like I do as well. So hosting hosting is very important when it comes to that all-important internet connection. So moving on, as an avid gamer and highly respected journalist, what type of internet connection would be sufficient to play online games in South Africa? I think, um, you know, you could really get away with like a bare minimum of like a 10 meg father line. But, you know, you're always playing games, online games is one thing, but an online game is a very demanding experience when it comes to how much data you need to download all the time and the updates. I mean, I play a lot of um, online games and I know that they're forever needing updates, massive updates, massive files. So if you ever, if you ever don't, if you're impatient, I mean, I'm sure the faster your internet, the more impatient you get. So if you impatient and you're like, okay, well, I've got a new game and now it's gonna take like a day to download, that, that would drive me crazy. Honestly, it would drive me crazy. And especially, you know, when you're reviewing games and you're getting a game before it comes out, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna can't wait to play this game. It's one of my most anticipated games of the year. And then like you start the download and I remember having like a five megabyte line for the longest time because I had ADSL in my area for the longest time, hey? Uh, it was, I probably only had, I've only had five for like four years now. So before that, it was ADSL. Now imagine downloading like a 60 gig game with like a five megabyte or it was four megabyte ADSL line, <laughs> painful. 
So um, I would just recommend, you know, you get anything that can fit your budget. Try get an uncapped line. Never go for anything capped uh, because it will, it will, it's a problem. You know, online gaming uses a lot of data. It's a lot of transferring up and down. Before you know it, you've hit your cap. Make sure you're aware of your fair usage policy with your provider as well. Make sure that they, they don't hide away the fact that if you use so much data, because it's uncapped, that they shape you because that can also be a problem down the line. I've had issues in the past with that. Um, and just make sure that it's it's fast enough and you can keep your, keep your games updated. And um, I mean, speed is one thing, but you know, online gaming only requires like a like a five megabyte actual connection to play the game. Um, and no matter how fast your internet is, your ping is gonna be always the same, depending on which server you're connecting to. It all boils down to, um, you know, if you're in South Africa and you're connecting to EU servers, then you're going to get like a 180 millisecond ping. Even if you're running on like a one gig line, there's nothing you can do about that. So I think look more for how fast the internet is to download my updates and how much cap I have to play these games more than, you know, can 10 meg run my game because it can, it, it, you'll be able to do it with half that speed. So I've got a one gig line because I am one of those impatient people who can't wait to <laughs> download stuff. So also on the, the review side and just purchasing games online, um, it's having a one gig down and 100 up line. It's I can literally start my download, go make a cup of coffee come back and start playing yeah. it's 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 amazing what fiber's done for us over the past few years as well but and and even and even um i think you would also back me up saying that how how it changes everything you do in your house and everything your entire life you know drastically changed when fiber arrived like you 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 connect to this world where everything around you is now connected at a very fast speed you get, you start to rely on smart TVs that can stream stuff very quickly. I mean, I've tossed my Explorer out because I don't use that. I use now DSTV now that streams only online um, and it uses an app. So you don't need like that Explorer box anymore. Um, all my Apple devices are connected. It's you, you, you just become so um, connected and it's, you, you don't actually realize it until you sit back, you're like, you know, I don't know. I don't think my house would actually, I feel like sometimes my electricity won't turn on if I didn't have internet in my house you understand what i'm saying that's how how drastically it changes a, a household and it's so important that households get connected to fiber because it opens up so many doors for education and research and even like parents um, discovering new ways to stream content and you know you can just go on youtube and watch something you want and these things never happened before well they did but they were probably very slow which meant you know your mom would would be impatient to watch something because she would be like why is this video looking so bad on youtube uh, i was saying but now it's a completely different landscape to what we used to be in back say like a few years ago everything is connected now in the household and fiber elevates so many people and people's lives around you in a household we would like to thank marco cocomelo for his contribution to the open serve podcast it was an absolute pleasure chatting to marco in the next episode, we spoke to tech legend Arthur Goldstuck, where myself and Arthur discuss a little bit about what faster internet connections mean for smart homes as well as IoT. I want to move into a topic that I wanted to chat to you about today. So it comes to 
internet speeds and how a fast, reliable internet connection can benefit smart homes. So what are your thoughts on this? In effect, the smart home depends also on the smart environment to which one is plugged in. So it's all very well to have, uh, let's say, uh, lights that will respond to voice commands or being able to control all the electronics in your house from uh, one spot. But the problem with that is that you're not always in your home, um, but also you don't always have the ability to use that central or centralized uh, control uh, panel, let's say. Uh, the first smart homes that I ever saw had that setup where you had a control panel in maybe two places in the house, typically the bedroom and the office or study or equivalent to that. And to change anything or to make any um, adjustments to what is happening in the home, you would have to go to that point. With the advent of smartphones and apps that can control and manage the a smart home, that suddenly goes out the window. You don't need a central control uh, panel. It's almost archaic to see those systems today. Not only can you be anywhere in the home or on your property, but you can be anywhere in the world and control uh, the smart home. And uh, that's where internet speeds or rather reliable internet connectivity comes into its own. It's not that it has to be fast, but that it has to be reliable. When you select an, a function or an action, that it actually happens. And that's not going to happen without a reliable connection. Exactly. I mean, as I mentioned in the podcast previously, I run a smart home. I've got uh, automated lights, automated uh, settings around the house, TV switches on at half past seven in the morning. So I can pop in, catch up on the news after taking the kids to school, all of that. My office lights come on at around about 8.30 a.m. just before work. And it, it's nice having that sort of connection. But um, when it comes to the internet dropping, that kind of disappears as well, which is where reliability comes in, as you mentioned. Arthur, I know that you've done a lot of research and Arthur Goldstuck is a household name in the tech industry. Uh, to me, you're one of the most, how can I say, respected tech journalists um, Thank you, Darryl. within South Africa. So um, I just wanted to ask, uh, for those who work from home, much like yourself and myself, how would that faster internet connection benefit someone who's, say, for instance, working through the cloud, uh, using Teams or, or Zoom like we're doing now? Uh, what are the benefits uh, for, how can I say, uh, I call them work from homies. So what is your perspective on that? Uh, what, do you, what do you think? What's, what's the best guidance that you can give? There's quite a few angles to that. The first thing that... I will say is that for now, fiber beats anything else in terms of connectivity. And I don't care what people say about their 4G or 5G experience. It's going to be affected by the weather. It's going to be affected by the number of people on the network, etc. cetera. Um, in terms of a home office usage, I'm not talking about being able to be mobile with that. I do believe in time 5G will probably 
uh, catch up and perhaps overtake fiber, but again, not in terms of reliability. So the very first thing, if you're working from home and if your connectivity is mission critical, in other words, you have regular meetings or presentations. So I give a lot of talks, for example, and my talks primarily are via Zoom or uh, Teams, sometimes other platforms as well. And for those, a solid connection is absolutely critical. Like I, I run a lot of gaming consoles in the house as well, so I've seen uh, it uh, affect the latency. So let's move into that discussion quickly on latency. How important is it to get to to the right latency of your setup, and how to prevent high latency when it comes to products connecting to your fiber line? So the key to low latency is obviously wanting to reduce lag between what you say and what someone else hears you say and their ability to respond, or if you're in gaming, to have instant response when you're doing online gaming, and especially competing with someone uh, online, then that latency becomes a critical competitive differentiator. But that also then takes it into the business environment, and we'll talk about the Internet of Things uh, shortly. But latency becomes a major issue when you're talking about the Internet of Things, connecting devices uh, that act as sensors in the environment and then activate um, processes based on what is happening in the environment. That re reaction to the environment is severely um, degraded by a latency and by a lag. Same also in anything to do with financial services. If one's involved in trading, for example, then you need to be able to respond uh, moment to moment. If you're shopping online and there are limited deals available, for example, like when the likes of, remember in the days of air travel, mm. uh, there were um, airlines that used to sell tickets online. Um, apparently, they're going to be doing that again. but. Yeah you often had these special deals from Kalula and Mango and, and, and the like where they would make a limited number of tickets available for a ridiculously low amount, like five rand for a ticket or something. And uh, same with Black Friday deals where limited numbers of uh, um, products would be available at a ridiculously low price for a very limited period. And the people who are most likely to win those deals, whether it's a ticket or a dirt cheap um, high-end uh, TV were people who had a very good connection with almost no latency. And when they hit the button, the instruction went through instantly. Whereas when you have a slow connection or you have poor latency, then a chance are you actually not going to win that deal because uh, the time between you clicking the button and it actually registering on the other side is enough for the product to be sold out uh, completely. So that's the, uh, the broad issue around latency. How to prevent increased uh, latency, aside from the speed of your connection, which obviously is a key to it as well, is to make sure that you are as close to your access point as possible with the computer you're using. So in my case, um, my house stretches out, um, let's say, um, horizontally 
um, to the extent where the fiber box is not really accessible from the office. So I have range extenders that link from the fiber box to uh, the bedrooms, to the office. And the result is that thanks to fairly good range extenders, I have fairly good connectivity and very low lag in my office. But prior to getting that sorted out, I was having huge issues because of having weaker range extenders and finding that there was both poor performance from a speed point of view and uh, tremendous lag in terms of the time it was taking for the signals to get through the walls um, and the like. It sounds uh, trivial that those kinds of uh, barriers or issues could have such an impact on uh, latency, but it does, it has a significant impact. So if you find that you have high latency despite having a, a good connection, it's usually because your range extenders are low quality. Um, and uh, there, there are a few things you can uh, look at there. Uh, and, but, but one of the most obvious when you're shopping for range extenders, a lot of people buy it at electronic stores or online. Very often they'll come with a, a, a rating, which will be either N150 or N300, which speaks to the speed of the extender, but it's also about the power of the extender. And I found that N150 extenders were useless. N300 uh, initially resolved my problems before I went for more high-end uh, extenders. And my advice to individuals who have approached me about range extenders has always been go for the N300 rather than the, the N150 or replace your N150 with the N300. And in, I'd say, 100% of uh, cases where people have asked me for advice on a personal level on that question, it has resolved the issue. Nice. Thank you for that insight. So you mentioned we're going to be touching on the Internet of Things. So I do have a few questions when it comes to that regard. So what benefits do faster speeds give big businesses? So we're, we're looking at, uh, say, for instance, connecting out to drones, uh, smart cameras, smart sensors that may perhaps be uh, when I when I went to IoT conference they they actually had sensors in sewage pipes that they were connecting to to check the flow of the water uh that sort of thing the pressure if there were any cracks in the pipes so how do do faster speeds assist big businesses uh when it comes to the internet of things and those devices you gave a great example uh, one of the most uh, cost effective uses of iot from the point of view of a return on investment is using it in uh, water and sewage systems for leak detection, but also for pressure measurement. And uh, what that allows is for you to be alerted the moment there is a leak or a drop in pressure that can result in pipes bursting and the like. And the quicker you can pick that up, of course, uh, the quicker you can avoid uh, further damage. And the issue with water systems, electrical systems, and the like, when it comes to faults and damage, is if you don't pick it up fast enough, and if you don't resolve it fast enough, it results in a, a domino effect of knock-on damage. And one small fault can become a very expensive fault. And the Internet of Things is going to be as obvious to 
utilities in the coming years as having an internet connection for email or a website is now for um, almost all businesses. Up next, we had a great discussion with Navitech CEO Warren Stenkamp about the impact of connectivity on technicians, schools, and on entertainment systems. All right. So tell us a little bit more about Navitech. What sort of uh, home installations do you do? Is it TV-based, audio-based? So I do the full home um, entertainment solution. So from the backbone, the good network in the house, we do the TVs and the video distribution throughout the house. We do do the audio distribution through the house, connecting your audio services, um, multi-room audio, so either ceiling speakers or your more high-end stereo listening systems. We also then do the, the a little bit of the home control side, uh, where we do connect these with your lighting solutions and uh, your um, voice assistants, um, your Google um, Google Assistant, uh, that sort of thing. That So that's our main uh, focus. As you've worked in the technical field for so long, how has the internet assisted you over the years? Oh, back in the day, I can remember it was such a mission to find any technical information on everything. These days, it's right here. I can be in the client's house. When when the client wants something out of the norm, it doesn't take me a week of research. I can start researching it there with the client sort of thing, move forward, get get a nice solution going for the client, and sometimes even implement it, implement it quite straight away for the client. So having that knowledge at your fingertips of, of being connected to the world is very good. I also quite enjoy the fact now that I, because I'm, the devices are now connected, I can make adjustments to a client's system remotely. So I don't have to pop out to the client's house now to because he wants uh, an adjustment made on the system. A lot of the adjustments I can send remotely to the device and adjust the loops through a small little command and away it goes. So it, it has helped me immensely. The fast and reliable broadband network from OpenServe makes content streaming, like listening to this podcast, browsing and interacting, hassle-free. Find out more at openserve.co.za and download the OpenServe Connect app from your app store. All right, so you do this obviously through an online portal or through an app or that sort of thing. So more like remote support where your user sends you, say, for instance, log files, timestamps, that sort of thing for you to identify the product? Yes. So the client can send log files, remotely send log files to me that I can then look through. I am using, I've got a couple of apps, depend, product specific to the different devices that we have that I can log in remotely and then uh, or use their online portal, which will then allow me to log into the device, see any errors, um, make adjustments, I also get notifications from the device for triggers where I've set sets that it notices anything wrong. It'll send me a notification. And a lot of the time I can then resolve it without the client ever knowing there was actually a problem. So um, you can also send through software updates to the client through the through the software or Wahak Product Help Center, correct? 
Yes, yeah, through like a product health center, I can trigger a, a software update. I know with a lot of the, the software, it does require just consent from the, the, the final end user. So just to let them know that I am going to be doing some work on their system over the next few hours, it just allow me access and they can do it. And I can then trigger a few events, reboot the devices once they come, once they are finished and then, uh, yeah, and carry on with the service. I know one customer, for example, phoned me up during the lockdown period and uh, said the TV was out of sync with the audio. So after a little bit of fishing with the client and getting the access, I logged in and I figured out that they had been making a few adjustments, just adjusted the lip sync a little bit. Client suddenly was still on the phone goes, hey, it's all working now. That's fine. Okay, thank you very much. And I was like, no, that's all we need. Thank you very much. It's all sorted. Enjoy the rest of your day. And so it's things like that that has helped improve um, support to the clients and also you know, saves us time. To top things off, we had an absolutely amazing show with OpenServe's Chief Digital and Strategy Officer, Pushka Gakala. We touched on how the power of the internet can assist homeowners as well as small to medium businesses. We also talked about how the OpenServe app can be used to monitor fiber connections, manage your orders, and so much more. So, Pushka, tell us a bit about yourself. What do you do now, and how long have you been working in the connectivity space? Thanks, Earl. Thanks for having me here. You know, I've been really, really fortunate. I've grown up around the world. I did my high school in, in Egypt. I worked in, in Australia, India, U.S., and, uh, and then came to Africa uh, and set up some offices for uh, Tech Mahindra on behalf of uh, Airtel Bharti in Ghana and Zambia. And then uh, got an opportunity um, in South Africa. So really, you know, very fortunate to see so many different cultures and really learn from them. Two little boys, both born in South Africa, and the country has been fantastic to all of us. Coupled to that, I think we've been blessed that I've been in the space which is so thriving and innovative. I think I've, I've been in the connectivity space uh, most of my most of my career, uh, even though connected through uh, either technology through IT or or directly in in the connectivity space. I think what's been very very important for me is uh, across the world is just creating the relationships and having moved across the world. One common thread has been the connection that we make, right? And that's the connect that we drive. And without internet and the underpinning uh, infrastructure, I think just just keeping those relationships alive would have been uh, a big struggle. So little do we know that you know the connectivity space sort of is is in us, and and we use it on a on a day to day life, even though most of us may not work in that space. And that's sort of the beauty of connectivity. I think it it transcends not just technology but just emotions as well as relationships. I can agree there. Um, so as you've mentioned, you've traveled quite a bit uh, throughout the world. I've done it myself too. So been around to Vegas, I've been to New York, I've been to various places in Europe. And the thing that I found is when it comes to connectivity, it allows me not only to reach out to my clients, uh, it also allows me to spend time with family. So when you're over off in China for two weeks and you can't see your kids, uh, it's that connectivity that drives that human interaction between yourself, your clients, your kids, your family. 
And it's nice to know that OpenServe is allowing us to do that. It, it's fantastic. So talking about connectivity, as you work in a connectivity space, could you elaborate on what types of connectivity one would get? Sure. And, uh, you know, I couldn't agree more. I think personally as well, uh, you know, my family is all, all around the world and I, just connecting with them has been the most important aspect, especially in today's time. And to connect, you can you can have various different forms, right? So if you're a, your personal user, you may choose, you know, fixed uh, connectivity. Of course, you know, as, as we move forward, I think fiber has come to the fore and really has, has established itself as the first choice of connectivity, especially if you're looking for something which is stable and fast speed. And, uh, you know, the larger, larger continent and the world, of course, connects through fixed wireless or wireless connectivity. And of course, there's satellite broadband, which is connecting those areas that haven't been connected by other connectivity. I think what's very important to know is as the world goes wireless, wireless is going fixed. So every time you see a, a wireless tower going up, uh, there's a fixed connectivity behind it, and it, it becomes the the backbone. You know, it, it's such a such an important word. You know, like us, fine. I think I think the fixed connectivity is the backbone of connectivity. Uh, just the other day, I was I was showing my my kids the first undersea cable being put in the 19th century across the U.S. Uh, connecting the U.S. and Europe. And I think just those kinds of innovations have enabled us to connect the world. Right. And underpinning that has been the fixed connectivity. I mean, what we see today at our doorsteps is the last mile, which is where you see the fiber coming into your house and, and connecting you to the world. Behind that is the bigger pipes of fiber, which are connecting each node and in each, each city. Those are very, very important technology advances and uh, take into consideration when you choose your you know, connectivity choice. I think if you're a small to medium business, one of the most important aspects is stability and speed. Fiber, uh, no doubt, has, has become the, the choice uh, in connectivity. So I couldn't agree more because when I connect via my fiber, there, there is a Wi-Fi connection and everything. But as you said, that major keyword, backbone. Backbone and infrastructure is extremely important when it comes to fiber. So when you're hooking up to your router or anything, or even connecting your mobile phone to your router, you need to understand that that's a fiber connection. It's not a mobile connection or anything like that. It's a 2.4 gigahertz or 5 gigahertz connection that has been solidified by a 2.4 or five gigahertz connection that is connected to a fiber backbone. Yeah, you're totally right. You know, I must emphasize that a lot of us as customers, including myself, I mean, when when the Wi-Fi connection goes down, we quickly jump and say my network is down uh, or, or, or there's a problem in the fiber. And most probably you'll find that the fiber network is up and running. It's actually a Wi-Fi setup inside the home or in the business, which is the problem child. And I think there needs to be a lot more emphasis around that to, to educate the customers of how the Wi-Fi setup can be, what are the dead spots, how do you overcome them. And we are working quite tirelessly as OpenServe, uh, not only to look at our fiber connectivity, but also to educate our customers about how they can improve their Wi-Fi setup in, uh, you know, inside, inside their premise. And of course, our partners are also working at the same, you know, there have been some advances done in, in the Wi-Fi setup as well with, with Wi-Fi meshes. And that sort of complements the high-speed broadband connectivity that you're getting with fiber. There's no point if you get fiber in your house and you have an old Wi-Fi 
router sitting in, which doesn't really allow you to reap the benefits of what fiber gives you. You know, it, it gives you, you know, high bandwidth, low latency, high speed, uh, great stability, and it's on, right? It's on. It doesn't have the challenges that typically a copper or a, a cable would have. You know, weather doesn't really play a major part in fiber. It's durable. And I think that's the beauty of this technology that allows us uh, to provide connectivity to more clients and customers with that small single strand of, of fiber. And that's really important for us as fiber network operators, but also for consumers of that service on the other side. So I'm going to agree with you there as well, because I run a small to medium business as well. But when it comes to my fiber connection, um, the thing is, I don't have to resort to mobile connections in case my fiber comes down. Because mm -hmm. what I've got is I've got a massive inverter, which I've connected up to my fiber box. And even if we do experience things like load shedding or a power outage, yep. my fiber connection still on. It's still usable. And there's no need to, how can I say, fall back on anything like a mobile network or anything because that fiber connection is secure. It, it's still online, even if there is a power outage in the area. Totally, Daryl, especially as we are today, right? I mean, consumers and businesses are showing a huge demand for access to information, right? And it's growing as host of new devices, new content and new applications help fuel that sort of demand. And I think what happens is the setup around it is equally important. I mean, fiber allows you, as you rightly said, especially as we go through load sharing, having those inverters and complementary technology, which helps you to remain connected, is equally important. I think as the future of connectivity evolves, you know, you're going to see more devices, you know, connecting. And things, right? I mean, there are countries in the world, uh, you know, cities in the world, which, which already have a lot of IoT devices connected. And, you know, these devices need something which is which allows that information to be uh, transmitted. And that's where, again, fiber comes through. You know, every every time there is a connection, you most probably you, you're going to see a, a backhaul or a front haul, as we call it, of fiber, which allows you to connect and consume that data that we all are looking for. Right. Today, today, with my kids sitting at home and studying from home, I'm working from home myself. The amount of information and amount of data that we consume, that kind of influx of data can only be satisfied through uh, high-speed broadband, fixed high-speed broadband. I think that's the power of, of fiber connectivity. You know, not only are we a complementary uh, technology to, to the wireless technology that sits outside your home, but actually in a lot of places are, are competing with wireless technology now because the price evolution has taken place. The efficiencies of, of deploying fiber has become much better. The faster rate of deployment is improving, you know, has helped. So those traditional challenges that a fixed connectivity provider had are also sort of uh, slowly going away, which allows us to compete really well in, in the market. And you'll see, especially in South Africa, there are over 72 fiber network operators. And that's rarely seen. I mean, there might be, you know, players with, uh, with smaller landscape, of course, OpenServe is the largest broadband connectivity provider in, in, in South Africa. But what it shows is the power of fixed network. And everyone is realizing it, that without connecting, you know, your, your homes, the hub, the future hub of connectivity and businesses, I think with fiber, you're going to continuously have those challenges 
of not having a stable network. You might have drops. Uh, you may have to reconnect most of the time. And I think fiber gives you that option of, of having that seamless connectivity that we all want. So that's great to hear. So I want to find out a little bit more about how OpenServe enables home users and businesses when it comes to connectivity and accessibility. So I also want to find out about your core focus and what the company re represents. Thanks. Thanks, Al. So, so OpenServe is the largest fixed broadband provider in, in South Africa. And we connect all major cities, towns, ports and also have international connectivity um, uh, uh, maybe through my satellite or undersea cables. We are, we are totally focused in ensuring that we can bring the best connectivity to all South Africans at the fastest uh, pace as possible, right? So, so in the last year, we have, we have rolled out over 550 homes or premises with fiber and our connectivity rate which is, which is where the customers are, are connecting to our fiber network, is the highest in the ecosystem. So we've got over 51% of our, of our fiber connected. Those are sort of really the key benchmarks that we keep driving our business forward with. Of course, one of our large segments is uh, providing connectivity to mobile network operators, uh, which then in turn provide you wireless connectivity. We provide them with the backhaul connectivity that each tower needs with, with fiber. The enterprise, large enterprise customers, which which have data centers, they also need really big, you know, pipes and connectivity, which which is also again provided by OpenServe, and and the consumers, right? So we of course we have DSL previously, and then we we've, we've launched new products and innovative products like uh, Pure Connect, which focuses on data connectivity. And I, if if I could distill it down to where we want to move forward, is is focusing on and enabling that data connectivity for all consumers in uh, South Africa may be via, uh, via current connectivity or via fiber. Our, we are very, very clear as we move forward that we're gonna to continue to roll out and modernize our network. And we're gonna drive our fiber network even, even further into, into smaller towns as well as large, large cities. And that's gonna be sort of our main focus. I must add, that as we move forward and, you know, you touched upon COVID, I think the emergence or re-emergence of fixed connectivity has been really uh, brought to the forefront as we went through the pandemic. And the demand has also driven us uh, to ro really roll out fiber and also improve our current connectivity uh, suites of products to ensure that, you know, all con consumers stay connected. You know, one of the promises that we want to try and give to our customers as we move forward is once you connect, you stay connected. That is really, really powerful, especially as we drive our fiber connectivity. I, I, I did mention this uh, before, but I think around this is, is the customer experience. Previously, we've been sort of uh, heroes behind the heroes. You know, all, all you saw open service was uh, on the buckies that were going around. But, but we are also ensuring that the customer understands the power of network that's in their, in their premise. And we are, we, are, we are pivoting as an organization and, and really moving towards a, a more digital ecosystem and creating a digital native organization, which allows us to not only uh, harness the importance of an, uh, technology through, through digitalization, but also taking digital uh, capabilities, self-service capabilities to our customers, which then allows them to connect with OpenServe, which previously maybe they haven't been able to. We are you know, starting to, to build that relationship 
with with not only our our clients but also the end customers which which then allows us to drive fiber connectivity across south africa as we come across your neighborhood and connect your home um, as we move forward we recently just launched the opensurf app and and of course have now revamped our opensurf website and what's significant about the app has been that it's been sort of the first of its kind and we're quite proud of it all right so that moves me into my next question about the app can you tell us a little bit more about the features and benefits and where it can be downloaded yeah um, you know it can be downloaded from all all app stores so apple app store google play store as well as the huawei app store and that was one of our focuses right and i must say you know the pandemic has taught us a lot and as as providers of connectivity now that we were sitting at the home you really get educated as to what's really important and how if if the xbox is not streaming well you know somebody's going to complain so you you know it allowed us to take a peek into everyone's life as we took a, a view into our own life and look at those subtle but important aspects of custom experience and i think that's where the app was born uh, out of what the app does is is a allows you to check your your broadband coverage mm-hmm. uh, and what's most significant is if you're in the fiber coverage you really don't need to go to an isp round to uh, look for an order and get your home connected you can actually ask openserve directly and log a infrastructure order essentially asking them to come out uh, asking us to come out and connect your home or premise and and then having the choice to choose any of uh, any of the isps that you might might want as you know we are the largest open access fiber connectivity provider in, in south africa which allows all isp our partner isps uh, to sell their services on our on our fiber so so within that app it also gives you isp details it allows you to explore broadband network services which is provided by openserve what's what's really cool about the app is that now you can actually test your network network directly and the focus has been that we you know time to market is always important for everyone so so you would you would get a ping back within within 2 minutes to tell you if your network is up or not and if 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 the up, uh, network is down we proactively look to to fix it you know the app allows you to to request a speed upgrade which which essentially is is like a lead which we give to our isp partners i think two big aspects that were that were uh, you know always asked for and i think as you as a business owner as well as a consumer would love this is that if you have an order uh, pending now you can track your order and your appointments through the app you can also track your faults and appointments through the app as they come through you uh, you know if if there's a network outage especially with with load shedding uh, a lot of times you you will find outages in in the area and uh, in some areas and the app allows you to get notifications so that you're you're kept up to speed i think one of the things that we keep keep missing is just keeping the customer informed is equally important and i think managing those expectations was very important for us through the app we've been able to really uh, drive that the other other aspect that we've also in, incorporated is allowing you to to now do a wifi test on the app as well and, and it was purposely done so that you differentiate between your network fixed network which is a fiber and your wifi setup in the home and as we move forward the app um, will also pick up dead spots so that it can help you set up your wifi within your house uh, better and and we look to improve our app as we get more more feedback from from our clients as well as our customers you know we've been rated quite well of course you know uh, we we're going to ask our customers to keep downloading the app so as as and when 
we connect with our customers we're encouraging all our customers to download the app because it's it's giving the power of connectivity in their hands it's so easy to download and and navigate through and and we'll really welcome them to to try this self service capability we're very confident about about all the different services that we've given our customers as we as we look to the future so it's nice to see that open is moving forward with the times uh, when it comes to apps and connectivity. So if you are looking for the OpenServe app, I suggest that you head on down to your Google Play Store or your Apple's uh, mobile phone store, download the app, check out its capabilities and see how it can benefit you when you're connected to your fiber. And as Pushka said, you can do a whole load of things, whether it's checking your Wi-Fi or your speed. So be sure to download that app today. So that's it for the first season of the OpenServe podcast. I'd like to thank the team at OpenServe for the spectacular opportunity, and I hope to catch you in the next season. If you'd like to get a hold of me, feel free to reach out to me via techitout.co.za and various social media platforms. For the full episodes of each podcast, please be sure to click on the link in the description below. Also, feel free to share it with your friends, family, and co-workers. Connecting you to this podcast is just one way which OpenServe is connecting South Africans to a better life. Join our broadband network today by visiting our website at openserve.co.za and download the OpenServe Connect app from your app store.